Welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Preston M. Smith. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm Preston M. Smith at PMS Artwork Everywhere on Internet Land and Socials. I want to thank you for landing on this podcast. Whether you're a professional artist, just getting started in the art world, a collector of art, or just consider yourself a creative person, this podcast has something for you. I like to think of it as a fun way to rant and talk to other creative people about living the life of an artist, surviving and getting ahead in the art world, and enjoying your life. But most importantly, not waiting until you're dead to make it happen. All right, let's get started. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, up here. Oh, oh, hey, up here. Look, up at the top. Golly gee willikers, look up there. There's somebody up there. Hey, yeah. right, there is somebody up it's there. Me. Look, everybody, look up there. I made it. Oh, oh my God. God, somebody's up there. Yeah, I made it. Straight to the top. Jump, 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 I doesn't look like he's gonna jump. You know what? It's pretty high up here. And nobody's here. Ah, I gotta go back down. Yeah, just like Tommy Waits, I'm going straight to the top. Oh, yeah. Going straight to the top, baby. No, uh, wow, there's so much in there. So much in that little story. Nothing people like more when you go straight to the top that when you go straight back to the bottom. So let that be a lesson to us all. But really, we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about the madness of the crowd and the mob and society. We are going to be talking about ourselves and our mindsets. And, you know, I just came off of a really good show at Shockbox, uh, Intergalactic Open 4. I was talking to a bunch of people, met a lot of good artists, great artists, saw a lot of great work. It was a very successful opening and I was talking to a lot of people and it's always, you know, a good chance to just kind of air some of your thoughts and, and, and grievances and, you know, your uh, goals for the year and goals for what you're trying to achieve and hear other people's and, you know, just bounce ideas off of each other. And, you know, I heard a lot of stuff that made me kind of think about some stuff that I've thought about in the past. We have to manage our expectations sometimes. And what I mean by that is 
there's this tendency that we have as artists and I think as Americans and even just in Western culture in general, we've watched a lot of movies. We've seen a lot of success stories. It's the fight club thing. You know, we all think we're meant to be famous and, and, you know, superstars. And, you know, we have this idea of what success looks like. And that's great. You know, it's one of those things where we need that. We need to be pushing ourselves to succeed. But I just want to caution one little thing. And that is, Don't put all your eggs in one basket thinking like, when you achieve X, then you will be happy. When you achieve this milestone, when you hit this milestone, uh, you know, then it's going to just all be coming up roses for you. You're going to be straight to the top and everything's going to be wonderful up there. Uh, The air is going to be better than the air down here. And, you know, I think that's something that I just want to caution you on, not on the fact that you need to limit your goals. Goals are freaking amazing. I have huge goals. I've got 10x goals. I've got 100x goals. And you know, I plan on achieving all of them. And I hope you do too. What I'm saying is though, keep moving, like be a moving target. You can't hit a moving target. You know, a rolling stone gathers no moss. There's a reason for a lot of these old expressions. It's one of those things where if you just like, for example, your goal is, you know, when I just get into this gallery, I'm going to have it all made. When I just you know, one of the things, publish this book, uh, when I, when I just get into this agency or when I just start, you know, making a living and quit my day job, then everything's just going to be set. Like I'm going to be on easy street. I'm going to be living in fat city. That's an old expression. Probably, uh, doesn't work nowadays. That's one of those cancel culture expressions. But anyway, we'll go back to the first one. I'm going to be living on easy street and everything's just going to be wonderful. And, you know, I don't think that that is a healthy way to look at stuff because, first of all, you don't want to just be on easy street. You don't want to just, you know, hit this milestone and then plateau and be like, okay, well, I guess that's it. (laughs) You know, you want to constantly be moving and adapting and growing and doing new stuff with your art and like maybe even shifting into other areas. Like how many actors have you seen that have just had huge astronomical success and they get there and then it's like, you know what? I want to be a director now, or I'm going to be a producer now, or I'm going to be a documentarian, or whatever it is that they do. And they start pushing themselves into, you know, different fields or just, you know, a different creative muscle that they're exercising. And I think that's wonderful. I have that too. You know, I have a lot of stuff. Like I've tried a bunch of stuff. I've written books. I've been a lead singer of a band. Uh, You know, I've done acting. I've done improv. uh, You know, I love singing. I I love performing. uh, But art has always been my thing. But it's not something that I limit myself to, meaning like, I'm just going to be a painter. This is all I do. I do this one form of creativity and I do this one genre. I've even changed styles. I dip back in and out of styles a lot. It's just something I follow my creative bliss or whatever, you know, if that's too corny, I just follow whatever is sparking my creativity at the time. And that's the way to be, I think, as an artist. And I think that should be the way it is too with your career and with your career goals. Like have these big lofty goals, but don't have them be like an end target that you're trying to hit. Have them be just one of the targets that you're going to hit. So like you don't have that huge come down. I've talked to so many people that have actually hit a target and then they just have this huge letdown or come down. I've even talked to a bunch of people who've had like existential crises, you know, afterwards. It's like, okay, well now what? And that's the whole like Mumford thing at the beginning, you know, like, I made it. I'm I'm at the top. Uh, Now what? It's kind of true. Like now what? You know, if that's what you've been setting your sights on uh, your whole life, your whole career, and then you hit that 
and you make it there, what, what now? I mean, you're probably going to enjoy it for like a week or two and then you're going to be like, oh man, uh, it's either lonely at the top or, or you're just kind of like, wow, this wasn't everything that I thought it was going to be. This didn't like change my entire life. That's the thing about life is it's constantly moving and our careers should be constantly moving too. We should be having lots of different goals, lots of different creative instincts or uh, creative paths that we're following. Something, a lot of stuff that keeps us interested because I think if you are not interested or you just have like a very limited amount of interest or like a very narrow path or narrow focus, that's going to come back to bite you in the ass at some point. So I'm always telling people to keep digging deeper and to do different things and to have like a lot of different things that they want to do because that's what's going to keep you going. I hate to use David Bowie again, but you know, we were talking about David Bowie a lot at the, at the show the other night and one of my friends and great artist, James Frost, had a wonderful David Bowie painting, which I love. You should check it out if you if you get a chance uh, in Hermosa Beach or online. But we were talking about David Bowie, and I was talking to Densi about David Bowie. We were talking about the great documentary Moonage Daydream. But a lot of people were just saying, you know, he just didn't really care. You know, he put his work out there. He didn't really care how it was judged. And I think that's great. I, and I agree with that. Like, his stuff in the 90s was panned. People hated it. The critics hated it. I love it. I think it's one of his best eras. It's not really up to you to decide. It's not really up to the critics of that moment to decide. It's up to to like future generations or, you know, the critics of the future to decide. Like things are always changing and evolving and you should be too. If David Bowie was just like, oh, I'm going to create Earthlings in the 90s and I'm going to, you know, expand my creative output and, you know, do something completely different, a different genre, which I love. I listen to that, that, that album all the time while I'm creating. But if he just did that and was like, yeah, this is going to take the world by storm, and then the critics pan it and they're just like, ah, David Bowie's just not what he used to be, that could be crushing. But you know what he did? He was just like, all right, next, <laughs> moving on, let's keep going. And I think that is a wonderful lesson for all of us. And that's really what I'm harping on here because I think that's the best way for us to have like a sustainable career, sustainable energy source, um, not to get too let down, not to have the air taken out of our, you know, balloon or wind out of our sails. You know, I'll use one example, which I've used before in the podcast, but it really illustrates it for me. I learned it very early on and, you know, I'd been painting for a while. Like it wasn't like, oh my God, you've been painting for decades, but I'd been painting for a while. I'd studied in school. I was doing it semi-professionally in LA and I got this Obama gig. Uh, a friend of mine hooked me up with somebody who was running this gig and he loved my work and took me on and I did 12 paintings of the president. It was like, it'd be this huge thing. It was like, you know, you're going to go to DC. You're going to go to this Obama inauguration. You're going to go to the inaugural purple ball. All your, you know, your these celebrities are going to be there. A lot of your uh, your heroes like Ed Harris, who you, you've been watching Pollock is this big full circle moment. You're going to meet him. He's going to get one of your paintings. You're going to meet his wife who plays Peggy Guggenheim. You're going to meet Ashley Judd. You know, uh, you're going to meet Obama potentially. Uh, Oprah might be doing a behind the scenes of the, the ball. And, you know, the guy said, it's going to be my goal to have your walls empty by the end of this. All your paintings are going to be gone. And I was just like, man, you know, this is it. I've hit it. You know, this is like, I just got to see this through. I got to get these done. I created them all. I managed to get them all done. I got out there. I went to the Nagra Popo Ball with my friend. We had an amazing time. We were, it was just like this, I don't know. It was just this otherworldly feeling that we were in down there. We were caught up in the moment, caught up in the energy of the moment. We were down at this ball. We were meeting these celebrities. We we're hobnobbing. Uh, you know, I was talking to Josh Lucas. I was talking to uh, Ed Harris a little bit. Uh, I talked to uh, Amy Madigan. I was just like all over the place. Amy Brenneman. Uh, it was just, it was wonderful. You know, epitome of your career moment, right? 
they were all holding my paintings under their arm. And I was like, this is it, you know? And Oprah didn't come and that was fine. And, and Obama had to cancel because there was somebody had a health crisis and he wasn't able to come to this ball. But it was still like amazing. I met all these celebrities. It was this black tie event. It was amazing. And I then went home and I went right back to my job that I hated. And I didn't really know how to, how to like, you know, use that and to turn it into something else. I did have a press release written about it later. I have used it since. It's it's definitely been like the gift that keeps on giving on my resume. But it's one of those things where for a time it didn't do anything. I was just like, okay, back to this job that I hate. And it was such a letdown. It was like almost worse than getting the gig for my mindset at the time because I was like, yes, anybody would kill for that gig. But that letdown was so immense that it was almost like, what am I even doing with my life? What am I doing with my art? What am I doing with my career? You know, what am I doing with myself? I was drinking a lot at the time. I was just depressed. And, you know, it was, it almost did me in to just be brutally honest. You know, I had a couple articles come out and, you know, they fizzled out and, you know, it was just a real letdown. Now, that doesn't mean I'm not grateful now. I'm so grateful for that event. I'm so grateful for having it. It's still one of the best experiences I've ever had in my life. But my mindset at the time is what killed me. Like it was one of those things where like if I just gone into that going like, this is going to be amazing. I'm going to soak this up. I'm going to soak up the moment. I'm going to be, you know, present. I'm going to meet these people. I'm going to just live the life and enjoy it. And if something comes of it, great. If something doesn't, eh, you know, move on to the next thing. Cause I ended up doing a David Lynch thing re- very close to that afterwards. And, you know, it was just, it, the career kept moving, you know, and it has kept moving, but it was my mindset that took a real like kick in the gut, you know, <laughs> a kick in the balls, if you will. My mindset really did. And uh, it set me back for a long time. So let that and some of these other stories that I'm telling you be a lesson to you that these goals are amazing. And these goals are actually going to be even more manageable. And we're going to be able to enjoy them even more if we don't take them as an end all be all. If we take them as just one more feather in our cap and then on to the next thing, I guarantee you, you're not only are you going to get more out of it in the moment, you're going to enjoy it more. You're going to keep moving forward with it faster and you're going to be pivoting and moving. And you're also not going to be blocking energy. And this is a huge one. You're not going to be blocking that energy by being like, uh, you know, forcing it or, or counting on this to be like save your bacon, to be the thing that like launches you into the stratosphere. If you are going to just take this as an opportunity and enjoy it and, and just be like comfortable, be in a flow state, I guarantee you, you actually have a higher probability of something else coming off of that gig or off of that event than if you were just like, oh, this kind of desperation energy and vibration and frequency that you're putting out. That's a really blocking energy and it's just bad for you all around. So I just wanted to talk about that a little bit today, uh, about managing our expectations, about, you know, being a moving target, being that rolling stone that gathers no moss, you know, just getting out there, doing our work, just being excited about the work itself, being excited about the process, being in the moment, getting the work out there, and then pivoting, moving on. Okay, that's fine. Uh, This didn't amount to what I thought it was going to. Great. On to the next, on to the next, on to the next, boom, 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 boom. That is going to make you so much happier and it's going to make you so much more vibrant and it's going to keep you in that creative state, that curious state that is so wonderful for us as artists. And I think it's just going to you know, serve you well in your career and in your mindset. So I just wanted to talk about that a little bit today. Hope everybody's doing well out there. Hope you are you know, fulfilling some of these goals that you had for the new year so far. If not, hey, we're still early on. 
keep going, keep making those lists, keep visualizing, keep putting yourself out there. And, uh, you know, we have a lot of time left to be creating and to be manifesting these things that we want to achieve. So looking forward to bringing you another episode as usual. We will see you next week and uh, be good to yourselves out there. Be good to everybody else. And we will see you next time. You know what? Upon second glance, this isn't that high. Ah, just give them what they want. Good job. Thank you very much. I am the please. All right, what's next? This has been the Living Artist Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I just want you to know that I appreciate you being here, and I'm grateful to be in your ears. Your art and creative life on this planet is meaningful, so thank you for sharing it with me. If you like this podcast, whatever platform you're listening to it on, please subscribe and share it with your friends. You can also leave me a positive review to show your support. This helps me to reach more people with the algorithmic magic and keep the show going strong. If you want to see more of what I do and check out the art that I create, you can visit my website at www.pmsartwork.com or follow me on social media everywhere at PMS Artwork. That's it for now. See you back here next time.